Hello and welcome to All Remote Podcast. My name is Ilana. And my name is Anya. And we are your hosts. All Remote Podcast aims to give space for all remote advocates to share ideas and insights into the future of work. We believe the future of work should create equal opportunities for everyone, regardless of their location, gender, or any other category. Enjoy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of All Remote Podcast. Today, I'm very excited to welcome our guest, Ivo Lavi, co-founder and CEO of Virtual Office. Virtual Office is a wonderful company that helps other companies and remote teams enhance their virtual meeting. Ivo, welcome. Thank you for having me, Anya. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Yeah, I just have to comment that we, we are recording audio only, but we are currently on Zoom and Ido has the coziest uh, virtual background ever uh, with, you know, some beautiful plants and shelves and there's a great chair. So already getting the sense of what virtual office is all about. Uh, but I will actually give you the floor to tell us uh, a bit more about your background and about what exactly does virtual office do. Cool. Um, so like you said, we help companies and remote teams enhance their virtual meetings. We actually started in a very different space. We started a voice recognition company that aimed to help SMBs uh, like barbershops, restaurants, real estate brokers, etc. And we wanted to help them manage their phone in a much better way. Mm -hmm. We flew out to New York to onboard our first 10 customers. And we did that on the first week of March, which is the second week of March, I think, was the most famous week in the last decade, probably, maybe since, I don't know, 2008. And after onboarding our pilot customers, we came back to Israel. We're based in Israel, by the way. And we came back to Israel and all of our customers called us and said they're closing down their business due to COVID-19 and have to stop the pilot program. Um, so we were kind of in this place that we, on one hand, we wanted to develop something, but on the other hand, we didn't have enough data yet. Mm -hmm. And funding was also an issue. So we thought of ways we can make money. We started off by trying to sell some masks in Israel, uh, which I mean, didn't really go well. And we launched a service on Product Hunt called Virtual Office, where users select an office, upload their logo, and instantly receive their personally branded virtual background. And we kind of forgot about it, actually, for uh, a few hours. We had other things to do. And then a friend calls us uh, a day after, and he says, did you see that you're ranked number four on Product Hunt? And we're like, holy shit. I'm sorry. I don't know if I'm allowed to curse here, but... Um, <laughs> no, it's... <laughs> um, of course. Be yourself. Yeah. Um, so we were like, holy shit. We opened the, the website, which didn't really have an actual product in it yet. We actually did it everything by hand. Uh, we opened Photoshop and dragged lo logos into templates that we made beforehand. Mm -hmm. um, and we saw that we had around like 2,000 orders and buttload of, of comments and requests and stuff like that. Uh, and it, it was actually free at the beginning. Uh, we just wanted to see if it, it, if it catches. And, and then we said, okay, so let's do it for like $4 because it, it sounded reasonable. And then 24 hours later, we made $2,000. So we bumped the price up a bit more and we made the same amount of customers, just almost two, two and a half times the price. And, and we understood that we, we came up to something and that we hit something interesting. And since then, we've been creating virtual offices for companies like 
Cushman and Wakefield, which is one of the largest real estate companies in in the U.S. Wix, we we made them some, and a whole lot of other companies. Uh, we've had more than fifty thousand users at a website uh, create offices for themselves. We've generated hundreds of thousands of uh, dollars of uh, revenue, and we're actually now in the application process for Y Combinator. Holding fingers that everything uh, everything goes well. Sending good um, vibes from our end. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And now we're actually working on more tools to uh, help companies take this shift to remote working in a much easier and better way. Yeah, well, congrats. I mean, this story is fascinating. Uh, just like from a marketing perspective, perspective like launching on product hunt and being uh, you know num- ranking number four you either have really good marketing or really good product uh and it, it or a lot of luck or a lot of luck true <laughs> yeah. but it seems that you, you hit a jackpot at, at the right time but i'm curious so w- what was the thinking process behind coming up with the idea like how did you or why did you identify that this is a, a potential problem or a challenge where your, your product can come in and, and fix something well, I mean, I could tell you that we like analyze the market and and try to see and forecast trends and stuff like that, but that'd be bullshit. Um, <laughs> we actually Fair. we came back from the states, and Israel had this two week long uh, quarantine policy, mm-hmm. where if you come back from overseas, you need to stay two weeks in quarantine. Being a team, we just rented out like a small condo um, in the village in in northern Israel, and we stayed there together. And one of our friends called us uh, on Zoom and he printed out his logo and hung it up on his wall behind him. And then we saw it and like, why, what are you doing? Are you like, are you crazy? And um, he said, no, I mean, when I talk to people, they kind of identify more with my company. It has like a bit more of a professional setting. So we kind of looked at each other and said, okay, this is cool. Let's turn it into a product. Half of it was kind of a joke to do it uh, like on him, on our friend, because uh, mm-hmm. we told him we're going to make it into product and we're going to make a lot of money out of it. And he said, "Like, there's no way you're going to make money off of this." So we we just literally it took us like two and a half hours to build a website uh, and launch it on Product Hunt. And like you said before, I think the timing here was really, really crucial. We did it on April 1st, which is like peak of coronavirus in the States. A lot of, uh, I don't know, a lot of fear in the air and stuff like that. So a lot of it was uh, marketing and like writing the right stuff and posting on, on right places. And Bar, my co-founder, who's also the like, well, he actually does everything. It's Jonathan. Uh, he's our CTO, uh, myself. And... So we do like, I speak to people, Jonathan builds technology and Bar does everything else. Sounds like a great division. And it, you, need, you need one person who does the talking and the other one who does, who does all the buildings. It sounds, sounds familiar. Yeah. So I think a lot of it was marketing, but a lot of it was also like luck and timing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, with, with the best product there, if you don't have a little bit of luck, I think it can just uh, right. fail miserably with, with all the effort that, that you put into it. Uh, there is definitely this, this luck element. So what do, do you um, think? That, well, you know, like we're, we're mid-November and, you know, months after you guys started. And it seems that, you know, Corona is not really going away, uh, you know, with some... News and some shocking numbers still spiking and, and all around. It seems that we will be spending a lot of time on Zoom. 
uh, or or you know other other conference call platforms. If you know somebody is daring to come up with an alternative <laughs> to Zoom, but what is so we we're essentially inviting our clients and our users or or you know investors as well, and we'll talk a bit about that as well. We're inviting them to our homes, right, or our offices, or you know just like office spaces, but not really like buildings, but anything that we call an office space or home office space these days. So what do you think are, because I'm guessing you guys now tapped into the market. So what are some of the, the, the challenges that video conferencing brings? Well, first of all, like you said, I think a lot of privacy is involved mm-hmm. and it, it goes both ways. It's either you don't, want to, you don't want people to see your actual home and where you live, which is fine. I mean, depends who you are and how harshly you take your privacy. And the other side of it is that sometimes like I live in a pretty small place and I don't have like a designated working area in my house. Mm -hmm. I actually like my laundry always hangs behind me and, uh, you know, bikes and everything. So I just wanted to, to hide that because, you know, you, you speak to an investor and you don't want to look like, like shit. I mean, if in normal times you'd go to an investor and you, you'd like wear a button shirt and maybe some nice shoes, now you don't really need to do that. But there are other aspects that make you look a lot better, backgrounds being one of them. Yeah. Well, I, I think when it comes to closing now, we, we got so used to it that if you see someone with, with a button shirt calling from home, you'll be like, this doesn't sound right. Like, what is. Why, why are you making it awkward, right? Like, you're, right. why are you dressed up? Um, or at least, like, I, I don't know, I, I come from a, a long uh, backlog of remote uh, working. So for me, seeing someone who's not in a t-shirt kind of, you know, just sparked this question, like, what, what's, what type of conversation is this going to be? There's like a, a fancy tides to it. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I agree with you. I think it's, it's really important. And you mentioned that, you know, Talking to investors is also one of the things, and I know you guys had raised some funding and you did all that through virtual calls, right? So can can you share a bit more about like how how was this whole experience? Like was this something that you know went well and just just tell us all about it. Cool. Um, so first of all, we've decided to go uh, at the beginning of this uh, after after we made some money, understood that we can like fund our ourselves through this. So we kind of went on bootstrapping side. Uh, where we didn't really want to raise money, but we had a great opportunity and a great investor came along and they offered um, like not that much money, but in percentage wise, it's like basically nothing. And we really wanted to have them uh, along. So mm-hmm. we did that, that raise, uh, we raised $50,000, uh, which isn't, I mean, in VC life, it's like, it's like nothing. So we did that all over Zoom. Um, and we kind of adapted this strategy of presenting where we used our backgrounds as a presentation. We created a template that has like an office and a TV on it. And on, on that TV, we implemented our slides and then we just switched the backgrounds. Uh, and this is a tip for everybody who's listening. If you enter the virtual background area and you just press the, the arrows, it changes the background. So we built like, I think 20, 20 backgrounds, which were exactly the same except the slide over there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how we presented the, the whole uh, presentation. And I think, I think that was one of the key factors of, of our success in that race because we kind of showed the, the investors that we, we do things differently. 
uh, instead of doing that, you know, that small window when the share screen and nobody looks at either the presentation or you. And we kind of looked at it as if we were presenting in real life, I mean, the presentation is, is like an egg. You want people to look at you. And that's also one of the things that we're working on right now, which is uh, dynamic backgrounds, where you can use your where you can use your background as a canvas to uh, either control the meeting in a better way, present in in a more um, intuitive way, or just use it like as a productivity tools of like meeting agendas, time elapsed time, and everything like that. Um, so that's one of our next products also. Yeah, that sounds great. And I think I agree. It's it's an issue that this presentation is overwhelming the whole call. I mean, also for the presenter, like just when you start sharing the screen, you usually don't see yourself uh, and you don't see others, right. which I think is also like just completely shutting down the interaction. So you cannot even read person's faces or, or you, you don't know if they're confused, if they're listening, if they're happy about it. It's just really challenging environments to do any kind of presentation, uh, let alone, you know, pitch it to, to someone you don't know. Right. I, I think the one of the biggest differences, and you can really feel it like on, like w me and you right now, I mean, I, I'm looking at you, you're looking at me, it's, it's all fine. We could go into like eye contact and stuff like that because I'm looking at the screen and this camera isn't, I'm not looking at the camera. But it's really, I mean, you really feel it when you talk, when you're talking to a lot of people. And where... I mean, we used to stand on stage and like present our startup and stuff like that to like 15 feedback from the audience. And mm -hmm. on Zoom, you can't really have that because you either see yourself or you look at people who are obviously not looking at the presentation because they're probably on WhatsApp or on Facebook or something like that. And it's really hard to, to get their attention. No, even when you're speaking to them. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Do you so now that that you you are sharing more and more, you know, challenges and 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 different uh, aspects of video conferencing? Is there any particular you know trends that occurred this uh, year, or any like fun data you can share regarding like how and what are people doing with with video conferencing and how they're like using it to hack the the whole remote work? Um, I think it's a bit too early. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, I mean, video con video meetings have been here ages, um, yeah, like WebEx and stuff like that. And even Zoom was, I mean, people know Zoom only since coronavirus, but I mean, we've been using Zoom pretty often before. I think the issue is that the massive adoption of video conferencing as an actual tool for companies, I mean, it's been really widespread. Like, I remember before... Corona, people would like, I'd try to get a meeting with someone and he'd send me a Zoom link. I was pretty bummed and it, it was kind of insulting to get a Zoom link. It's like, I don't have the time to really meet you in real life, but now, now it's like a lot more widespread. And it's, I mean, the amount of meetings I can have today using video conferencing is like, I don't know, 20 more, 20 times more than before because I don't have to drive anywhere. So I think. Like trends is a bit early. I think there are a lot of companies right now that are popping up that do like transcription and um, and like live note taking mm -hmm. and stuff like that. You can see it like every other day on Product Hunt, there's another company that does that. I think the more interesting things would be the uh, usage of video as like a mediator in the meeting, and one of that's also one of the directions we're we're going forward. Is that there's something in 
like before it's it's kind of uh, I'll, I'll go back a bit yeah go for it before video meetings you'd meet one on one and the information you collected was with your eyes and if you write down stuff then with your pen now there is a mediator between uh, you and me which is the computer and we can harness that technology and that that mediator to actually gain more out of the meeting and it could be I mean it can be really easy like transcription and note taking and it can be crazy image processing of body language and even like pulse sensing i don't know what yeah. whatever we can think about and i think that's the that's the interesting place that the world is going forward so definitely yeah i think well i i am curious to see where this will take us but i also know that we reached a point of having this zoom fatigue or just a general fatigue right. of having video calls fairly quickly because it's been only a couple of months and it seems that we just got exhausted and just like over, maybe we're even overusing uh, Zoom calls because it's in human nature to just jump on a quick call. Uh, and, you know, it, it's never a quick call, right? Like even the shortest call is like 15, 20 minutes and multiply that by 10 and you have almost a full day of meetings because it's just easier for people to, you know, say things and just offload this data and then, you know, not thinking about the, the, the way how it's received or if it's going to be used. Uh, but yeah, with the suggestions or just like, you know, thinking process that you have with, you know, now apps recording and transcribing and notes taking is going to be, I guess, like more productive or efficient, at least I hope so. Yeah. Well, you mentioned a couple of things that you're going to work on, and um, I'm, I just want to to roll out the red carpet and see what is what is there in the works for for virtual office. Of course, the things that you can share. So, what can we expect? Right. Um, so, I think the most interesting thing that we're uh, doing right now, and it's like the main direction that we're aiming for, is we understood that companies have a hard time of I wouldn't say enforcing because enforcing is quite an aggr- aggressive word. But a lot of companies don't really know what's happening in the field uh, with their their salespeople, with their customer success teams, and stuff like that. And that's one of the directions that we're. That's like the main direction mm-hmm. that we're going towards. Having said that, we are. I mean, we're like in full sprint mode all the time, um, and we're just working on more and more products to bring out to the market as fast as we can. Just because I mean, like you said, first of all, fatigue is. I mean, a really big issue. Um, but I think people haven't really gotten used to Zoom yet. And when I say Zoom, I mean all the video platforms, um, obviously. Yeah, yeah, of course. But people haven't really gotten used to it yet. They're trying to say like... You, you can hear a lot of people say, yeah, when things get back to normal and when we get back to the office. And people don't really understand that the world has changed. And it's not going to go back. It's... It might, we might, we will go back into our offices and one-on-one meetings, but companies have adopted this and understood that we can work from home. And I mean, fuck, Google, Google said they won't work from the offices until 2021. So if Google does that, then who are we to say no? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So what, what is the, the other take that you have on the future of work? I mean, I think it's, it's, it's hard to ask this question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Because we simply don't know what the, the, the future right. work is going to be like. I mean, we don't know what's going to happen in a month, let alone in, in like, you know, a couple of years or maybe 10 years. But what, what is your take, your personal take on, on the future of work? I think, I think you can really split people into two. 
there are people who working from home made them work a lot more. And you can see it. I think Israel is number one in, uh, in the amount that working from home affected the population in like hours spent at work. So they're the people who will, I mean, like me, because uh, I, I work a lot more now. And there are people like other people, like my brother-in-law, who says, now I work like two hours a day. And the rest of the time I cook and I draw and I exercise and stuff like that. And I'm still as productive as I was before. And I think a lot of people will do either this or that, but they'll, mm-hmm. we'll find ourselves like pursuing a lot more hobbies and having a lot more free time with our families and, uh, and our loved ones. And I think that's kind of the, the future combined with, uh, you know, working from, from overseas. I mean, we're planning on, uh, our whole company is planning on going for like three months to Costa Rica just because we can't. And it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. So why not? Yeah, exactly. Especially if you're if you're moving the whole company, then there is no time zone right. issue. You're just all together. Exactly. I mean, the whole company is like three people. Doesn't matter. It still um, counts. But yeah, <laughs> right. Right. Even three time zones is hard to coordinate. So right. Exactly. Trust me, I've been there. So <laughs> I'm sure. So yeah, it's just. Uh, well, I think like personally, I think it, it's interesting to see where this will go i'm not necessarily opposing the idea that we're not going to be going back to the office i've I've never worked in a physical office so to me there's very little impact or very little change uh but uh, i'm i'm really excited to see where this whole thing is going to take us i mean we'll figure it out i'm, I'm sure people will figure it out and you know productivity will not be jeopardized by by the location right i think on the contrary like people are going to get more productive because you don't, I mean, you don't want to sit in front of your computer all day. You want to do other stuff. Of course. Be it whatever you want to be, do it, but you'll just become a lot more productive. Of course. Yeah. The the benefits are so numerous. Like it's exactly, it, it's going to take a, a couple of editions of this <laughs> episode to, to, to cover them all. Well, wonderful. Like that, that was my last question and I enjoyed talking to you so much. Thank you for being a guest and good luck with virtual office. I cannot wait to see uh, what great things you'll come up with and how you're going to uh, make the Zoom or any other uh, virtual call a better experience for all of us. Great, Anya. Thank you very much for having me. And uh, hopefully we'll hire a lot more uh, remote people and work with Deal. You should. You definitely should. That's it for this episode of Old Mode Podcast. I hope you enjoyed hearing Ido's story about building virtual office. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss another episode. See you next time. Take care. Bye.